0: Thanks, Emma. The Marshall Thundering Herd football team clinched bowl eligibility for the seventh consecutive season Saturday after defeating the Arkansas State Red Wolves at Jones C. Edwards Stadium 35-21. The game marked the end of the Herd's regular season, so a win was essential for the Herd to keep its postseason hopes alive. Arkansas State, on the other hand, clinched bowl eligibility the week prior, defeating Texas State 77-31. Marshall took the lead within the first seven minutes of the game when Chuck Montgomery received a nine-yard pass from Cam Fancher. And it's a handoff fake to Ali outside to Chuck Montgomery who gallops for the pylon, and it is signaled a touchdown. Marshall wouldn't stop there as it would command its lead to 28-0 before the end of the second quarter. Arkansas State, however, would finally get points on the board with one minute and 19 seconds remaining in the second quarter. A handoff to Cross, and Cross drives into the end zone for a Red Wolves touchdown. The shutout no more by the Thundering Herd. Marshall scored for the final time in the third quarter when Fancher found the end zone on a three-yard rush. After going three and out on its next drive, Marshall's punt would lead to Arkansas State receiver Courtney Jackson finding the end zone with a punt return. It's across midfield clears the special teams unit of the Thundering Herd. And Courtney into the end zone for a 60-yard punt return touchdown for the Red Wolves. Arkansas State would score once more in the fourth quarter, but due to the herd drawing a significant amount of time off the clock, the Red Wolves would not complete the comeback, securing bowl eligibility for the herd. Fancher, who returned to starter after sitting out two games, would lead the way for the herd with three passing and two rushing touchdowns, amounting to 214 passing yards and 100 rushing yards. Despite Marshall running back Rasheen Ali not seeing the field in the second half, he had enough rushing yards in the first half to become the fifth running back in Marshall's program history to have multiple 1,000 rushing yard seasons. Marshall running back Ethan Payne stepped up for the herd, setting a career high in rushing yards with 113 yards. Marshall head coach Charles Huff accredited the bowl-clinching win to taking the lead early. When we start fast as a team, or the special teams, offense, defense, whatever it is, we typically have more success. When we kind of start slow, you know, we just don't have the same production. I thought we started fast. I thought we played complementary football today. Offense went out scored. Defense went out stopped them. Offense went out and scored. And what happens is you put pressure on the other team's offense. Marshall is one of 12 teams in the Sunbelt Conference that has clinched bowl eligibility. The bowl games will be decided during the college football playoff selection show on December 3rd. Following Saturday's game, Marshall's athletic director, Christian Spears, released a statement about the future of the team. Following the conclusion of the season, that said, quote, We are confident that together we can get back to championship-level football with Coach Huff as our head coach, unquote. Coach Huff also announced that Marshall was parting ways with offensive coordinator Clint Trickett, wide receivers coach Jovan Baunite, offensive line coach Bill Legg, and linebackers coach Shannon Morrison. The Marshall men's soccer team was also looking to keep its season alive Sunday, but its season ended at Hoops Family Field after falling 3-0 against the Stanford Cardinal in the round of 16 of the NCAA Men's Soccer Tournament. Marshall was the number one seed in the tournament, while Stanford held the number 16 seed. Stanford would score the first goal of the match in the 16th minute from Jackson Kill.
1: Stanford has a good shot here, and it goes in the back of the net. That is a goal for Stanford. Stanford, the Cardinal taking a 1-0 lead early on.
0: Stanford would continue to grow its lead in the second half with another goal in the 61st minute from Will Riley and then the 81st minute from Liam Doyle. Despite outshooting Stanford 11-10, Marshall was not able to find the back of the net in the contest, ending its hopes of a second national championship. Despite the loss, head coach Chris Grassi said he was still proud of the team's performance.
1: I thought on the whole we played very well and said to the guys, super proud of them. Play that game nine more times, I think we win. We had, what, three clear off the line or two clear off the line and one keeper makes a great save. And So we play this weird sport where sometimes the best team doesn't win.
0: Stanford will next face number 9 Clemson in the quarterfinals of the tournament Saturday. Despite Marshall's elimination, the Sunbelt Conference in the state of West Virginia will continue to be represented by No. 5 West Virginia University, who faces LMU Saturday in the quarterfinals. The Marshall women's basketball team will return to action today, traveling to Dayton, Ohio, to face the Wright State Raiders at 7 p.m. Marshall holds a 2-2 record and is coming off a historic win against Point Park. Wright State is currently on a three-game win streak with a 3-2 record. Thanks, Luke. The Marshall men's soccer team is off to its best start in program history. After defeating the High Point Panthers of the Big South Conference Friday 2-1, the herd advanced to a 5-0 record. Prior to the match, the team had tied the record the 2000 team set with a 4-0 record when it defeated Pitt 3-1 Tuesday. After the tough win Friday, Coach Chris Grassi said the difference maker this season has been the support from Marshall's administration.
1: They were lucky enough to pilot the Alston program with us. That's made a difference. We have more depth. That means we have more talent. That means we have more competition for places. And then they support us with allowing us to go to Brazil in the summer. We've had an extra two months compared to everybody else. In the match Friday,
0: Marshall took an early lead with a goal from Alvaro Garcia-Pasquale, who headed in a goal from a corner kick by Alex Sterngard. He's got over to the left, inside the box, and it's tipped off of the foot of Alex O'Brill and in the net, Marshall scores first. 1-0 here in the 10th minute. High Point would tie the match after responding with a goal shortly in the 17th minute. The Herd would once again go to the locker room at halftime with a tied game as it did in the previous match. High Point fouled early in the second half, setting up Matthew Bell to race down the field and find Marco Silva for the goal-putting Marshall at a 2-1 lead. Bell a left-to-right pass that finds the back of the net, and it's and Marshall takes the lead, two to one. After facing what Grassy called a tough opponent, he said there was areas to clean up before they face its next opponent, Cleveland State.
1: Tuesday. Today was tough because we had two days rest in between it's, it's very difficult to play with like that little rest but I would say that we just need to clean up our counter prevention a little bit better like earlier on press the ball a little bit better so it's like that transition where, where as a team we want as little transitions as possible we want as much control as possible and so if we allow the other team to make it a, a, a transitional game that doesn't suit us.
0: The game Tuesday against Cleveland State will be at 7:15 p.m at Hoops Family Field. The Herd will hope to increase its best start in program history to 6-0. You can listen to the match live right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. This week was jam-packed with basketball action at Marshall University as the Herd women's team took on the then 6-1 Florida Gators at the Cam Henderson Center in Huntington. The Herd put up 91 points in the win over Florida, who had 88 points. In a back-and-forth battle, the lead would change seven times. Thundering Herd point guard Abby Beeman put up 24 points and 11 assists, tallying her third double-double of the season. Beeman sunk five three-pointers in the win while the Herd played without its leading scorer, Rashayla Scott. Head coach Kim Caldwell says that the win will give her squad confidence for the remainder of the season. We didn't back down. Um, We rose to the level of competition, so that was something we needed. Um, And so hopefully it's something we can build off of because we
1: needed that desperately.
0: The win marks Marshall's first against a Power 5 opponent since the 2007 season when Marshall defeated Missouri. The Marshall men's basketball team had a pair of home games this week. The first against the Miami Redhawks resulted in a loss 79-74 to an opponent the Herd has faced 77 times. On Wednesday, Marshall lost to Duquesne 72-85, making the Herd 2-6 for the season. FM 88 Sports' Luke Hamilton has the recap. Thanks, Luke. Marshall men's basketball will be back in action on Wednesday when it travels to face Toledo. And it's a goal for the Marshall Thundering Herd. And it's tied at Hoops Family Field as Marshall gets its first goal of the game. Garcia-Pasquale sends it over to Sordo. Sordo with the goal! Jackson Lee Goes for the sliding attempt to stop it, but Sordo of just all over that one. Gets it past him, and now we're tied again at Hoops Family Field, 2-2. Two to two. But now Garcia-Pasquale with his own pass attempt trying to get in. It rolls in, and the Marshall Thundering Herd is on top in this Sunbelt Conference Championship match. Marshall, with the kick, gets over the goalie, and it bounces in. Marshall has its first lead of the match. Matthew Bell kicks the ball up and the clock expires. Marshall has won its first Sunbelt Championship in men's soccer and its first Sunbelt Championship across all sports. That shelf that has been waiting, the first Sunbelt Championship at Marshall University. No longer empty. Well, Coach, when it comes to practices for you, are you getting into to the pool as well, or do you prefer to stay <laughs> on dry land? Uh, yeah, my time is coming gone as an athlete. Well, with your background mostly being in swim, is it ever a challenge to coach that diving team, and if so, how do you overcome that challenge? Yeah, I don't coach diving. I noticed that in the recent years that they've started broadcasting martial swimming dive meets on ESPN plus and I was there when uh you all kind of dressed up as the ESPN reporters uh-huh. and so I mean just how essential has ESPN plus uh, been to the exposure of swimming and diving yeah it's been really cool like- Thursday night lights lit up Jones C Edwards Stadium yesterday where the Marshall Thundering Herd football team lost at home for the first time this season to the undefeated James Madison Dukes 20 to 9. Both teams had a strong defensive performance in front of 22,109 fans, with a total of 15 drives ending with punts. Marshall punter John McConnell had a career-long 74-yard punt, and James Madison punter Ryan Hansen pinned the ball at Marshall's own one three times all in the first quarter. The first score of the game was a 27-yard field goal from James Madison kicker Camden Wise in the second quarter. Junior catcher and infielder Autumn Owen broke this past Sunday the Marshall softball record for most home runs hit in a single weekend at the Liberty Classic. Owen was just six years old and likely starting to learn hand-eye coordination when the previous record holder, Rachel Folden, hit five home runs at the 2006 Atlanta Buzz Classic. Owen's sixth home run performance earned her Sunbelt Softball Player of the Week, making her the first member of the Herd to achieve the honor in its debut season as a member of the conference. In addition, Owen was recognized by the National Fastball Coaches Association as one of the selected top performances of the week. Owen is grateful to have people with whom to commemorate the weekend. The best part is to have a team to celebrate it with. We celebrate the little things, we celebrate the big things, we celebrate everything together. Marshall's reputation is known for having strong power hitters. With Folden being one of the premier in the home run category. During the weekend Folden hit five home runs, she was given Buzz Classic All-Tournament honors and named Conference USA Co-Hitter of the Week. Folden that season would also go on to set the Marshall record for most home runs hit in a single season with 18 and was named Conference USA Regular Season Player of the Year. Folden is now a minor league hitting coach in the Chicago Cubs organization. Owen says it's an honor to be listed in the record book alongside Folden. To be in company with somebody as great as she was, and it still is, and what she's doing now, that's awesome. And especially to have her as an alumni for Marshall. This past season, Marshall's lineup featured a trio of power hitters on the roster. Maya Stevenson surpassed Foldon's 58 career home run record at Marshall with 59 following the Herds regular season series with Louisiana Tech. Stevenson's teammate Allie Harrell sits at third in the category with 53. Stevenson also holds the record for most home runs hit in a single season with 20 in her freshman season in 2019. She shares that record with her other teammate, Sage Pye, who hit 20 this past season. Currently, the Gardner-Webb transfer Owen has hit 33 career home runs, hitting 16 of them with the Herd. Marshall Softball head coach Megan Smith-Lyon has coached many of the Herd's recent notable power hitters. She acknowledged Owen's performance this weekend is something rare.
1: I've never had a hitter be as dominant as she was in my entire career. She was locked in every at-bat and she was focused. And the thing about it is that she wasn't doing that for herself. And that's what makes Autumn so special. She's locked in and focused to perform for her team.
0: Owen led the Herd to a 4-1 record at the Liberty Classic. It had a shutout win against Northern Illinois and Morgan State, as well as victories against Princeton and Elon. The only loss of the weekend was to the team who played host, Liberty. Owen and the Herd returned to action yesterday for the start of the Thundering Herd round robin. In its home opener, the Herd swept Moorhead State, improving its record to 13-3. The team will face Kent State tomorrow, and again on Sunday, as well as the Pitt Panthers. Sometimes, friendly competition is the best way to kick off a new season. That is what the Marshall Swimming and Diving team did Saturday when it competed in its green and white meet. The intra-squad meet was its first of the season in which the team is competing in the Sunbelt Conference for the first time. Half of the team was Team Green, with the other half being Team White for the meet's 16 events. Team White was victorious with a final score of 161-128. to 128. Senior swimmer Paige Banton said the meet was a good opportunity for the team to get to know each other better.
1: It's a great way to get to know our new teammates, our incoming freshmen. It's just a great way to have fun and build that rapport and sets us up well for our future dual meets and larger competitions like midseason and conference.
0: The Marshall Swimming and Diving team features nine freshmen this season. Freshmen such as Molly Warner, who won the 200 individual medley event, were able to showcase what they have to offer to the team. Head coach Ian Walsh said he was pleased with the effort he saw from the team's freshmen. I was really curious about our freshmen. I thought they raced really hard, dealing a little bit of nerves for some of them, but overall I thought it was a great atmosphere and walked away learning quite a bit. With the completion of the green and white meet, the Marshall Swimming and Diving team now sets its focus to the first inter-squad meet of the season this Friday and Saturday. The team travels to Morgantown, West Virginia for the West Virginia games that West Virginia University will serve as hosts to. For FM eighty-eight Sports, I'm John Bogus.